it's one thing to play a game, it's quite another to master a game. And one of my favorite things to put on an open tab during the workday are speed runs. Uh, and actually, there's going to be a whole lot more of those uh, this uh, upcoming weekend because uh, Summer Games Done Quick uh, is happening, uh, which has got a whole big schedule of tons of crazy games that they're playing. Uh, and I actually got on the phone with organizer uh, Andrew Schroeder to talk about kind of exactly what goes into figuring out the schedule, you know, why they choose some popular games, why they choose some not-so-popular games like The Mask and other weird stuff like that, what it's like to involve developers, uh, and more specifically, uh, what's it like to be a speedrunner? Because Andrew himself, um, you know, his game of choice is Symphony of the Night. Uh, so we talked about that, uh, about uh, Summer Games Done Quick, uh, and make sure you check that out uh, this weekend on Twitch. There'll be uh, a ton of games, uh, and I'll be tuning in with you guys as well. So why don't I toss it over to my interview with Andrew? For people that aren't are familiar, I think people you know understand what speedrunning is, but like, give me the quick rundown on what uh, you guys are planning to do this weekend and maybe what makes it a little bit different from the events you guys have had in the past. Um, well, to be honest, it's not going to be like, too different from the events we've done in the past other than the game schedule and who's going to be there. But, um, yeah, for those who haven't seen speedrunning, it's playing through games as quickly as possible. And uh, we give commentary live commentary while we're playing and have uh, different incentives for um, you know various challenges or choices between different ways to play the game different games to play even sometimes so uh, you know we we try and keep involved with um, the viewers as much as possible and while we're speedrunning through these games and racing them and stuff so so, how did you how did you get into this? Because you know, obviously, speed running is something that has been you know part of games for a, a long time. But I think it's really only taken off in the sort of streaming age when people can actually right. participate in that. So, when did you come to be involved in it? Um, yeah, for me personally, it was like back in two thousand nine. Um, this is when UStream was. Uh, I guess the streaming platform rather than than Twitch at that point because that had two years to go to exist um, but I, I had been watching uh, a Mega Man X runner who's actually going to be racing uh, the game at SGQ named Tiki and uh, he was just really funny and entertaining while being a beast at this game like that, that's usually what I think draws people in at first they see this game they love and have played a lot and then they just see someone else playing it who's a thousand times better than them it's <laughs> <laughs> just like wow what <laughs> i can't believe this it's like blowing my mind right so i think a lot of people get drawn in that way yeah. and uh, that's how i did <laughs> i think some of the more amazing ones i've seen are the times when you know someone from the development team is able to come in and sort of commentate and watch as you know one of these speed runs happen i think I saw one it was either earlier this year or last year where it was like the designer on the mask for SNES was watching <laughs> that game get yeah. completely broken and he was you know attempting to do commentary but every 30 seconds had to stop and go like like what the hell are you doing to my game <laughs> <laughs> Yeah that was pretty good um that was from this last HGQ in January uh, that was pretty fun uh we also had like Metroid Prime as another 
more notable dev commentary from that one. So, um, how do you end up putting together the list itself? Is it you know largely driven by people who are interested in just playing, or do you got do you have sort of uh, themes that you try and incorporate in terms of the the games that you want to highlight? Um, we don't like commit to what we're looking for in a schedule uh, right away. A- after an event ends, we basically just open submissions up from for the entire community to just you know here, here's what i want to play for the next gdq and we should get about well okay i don't not usually we always get more every time but we got for this last one over a thousand hours worth of submissions and we have you know 160 hours of content that we had to cut it down to um so we just kind of like look at what we have available and end up cutting it down to what we think will be uh, entertaining but also new and fresh uh, for a lot of things because we don't want to have the same schedule every time. Um, so I mean, entertainment, uh, keep it fresh, and then, you know, we, we like to make sure that, of course, that there's a lot of incentives there for people to donate since it is for charity. Yeah, I, I think what I've really enjoyed in the, in the times when I tune in, I, I'll usually like kind of put it on a second monitor and just kind of tune in throughout the day when, when it's happening. And it's that obviously, you know, when you see a Mario 64 or Yoshi's Island, you know, maybe a game that you're familiar with and then watching someone do it amazingly well is very impressive. But like what, what I secretly actually love is the fact that there's crap like Gex 64 and Blasto. <laughs> like that, I want to see people break games that no human has spent an equal amount of time thinking about because it's not necessarily the games you think about trying to deconstruct. I think that's really fascinating because it, you know it just goes to show that every game has you know can be sort of mastered in that in that degree, but. We tend to usually only think about it in the box of you know the best games of all time or, or things like that. Right. Yeah. That's um, that's another factor with putting together the schedule. Like we we make sure, of course, to put all the classics that people love. But um, part of uh, I guess the mission, if you want to call it, GDQ, is showcasing the entire community. Like we do play everything, <laughs> so we like to show um. It, Maybe not everything that's like <laughs> kind of stupid that we run, but we do like to show at least some of the more entertaining watches out of everything else. And um, like, how do you start that process? Of you know, you said you had you know a thousand plus hours you could pick from. Like, how do you make the first cut? Like, is that you have a, a big group of yourselves that sit down and go, okay, this is. You know, it kind of feels like when, you know, at Giant Bomb, we're doing like our game of the year stuff and you got to pick the first game that you love, but it just just can't make the list. So some things just can't make the list. How do you begin that process of of starting to whittle it down? Um, Well, I have a group of like six other people who I consult with. And uh, yeah, we basically just like, okay. I, I don't want to go like too much into detail about it because like I I don't know if that'd make for anything interesting in an article, but <laughs> <laughs> I mean just to give you like a heads up of it, it's so, like the the first cut is basically just like it probably gets down to I think it got down to like four hundred hours maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean it, it wasn't 
like too hard of a cut. It was just like, all right, this game's been in a million times, isn't like that popular, so they can take a break. Or, um, you know, that this is just crap to watch. It's just really long and slow. So uh, we just take the very obvious ones out first, and then from that 400 hours down to the 160 we have now is where it's like really hardcore, and we have a lot of debating and. <laughs> arguing and uh, just, you know, uh, looking over video a lot more of all these different runs. So, I mean, I want to know which guy was like, hey, Bible Adventures, this game has to be in the lineup or else I'm quitting this and I'm not <laughs> helping organizing this event ever again. <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, though we did do the process a little differently this time, so we ended up having a bunch of little, like, comedy games i guess on the list but then um availability just worked out that bible adventures ended up like later in the schedule than the other ones <laughs> but it's like uh, it's like six in the morning you can like start out the nest block or whatever <laughs> is there are there any particular games that that you're looking forward to seeing people play yeah um i mean i'm personally going to be just uh, i hopefully i'm on the couch actually for commentary for Mega Man x1 race but then like the Mega Man x1 and 2 races are just going to be insane it, like they're on a saturday morning mm -hmm. right before the valve block finale day so like um both of those races have very evenly skilled players and the world record holders for those games playing in them so it's, 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 it's gonna be insane <laughs> it seems like the races add that like additional element where it's not just that they're having to you know play from this muscle memory that they've built up over dozens hundreds thousands of hours and that the fact that they're doing it over a stream and that it's for charity and that they're trying to beat a record but then there's someone right there next to them doing it as well I mean, you're basically just trying to invite people to screw up <laughs> is basically what those are set up for yeah it, I, i'm possibly going to be in a race too it um it it's a lot of pressure but i mean it's that's what speedrunning is all about like just can you handle the pressure can you handle the pressure of when you when you know you're on a good run, can you avoid choking the end of it? You know when you know you're ahead of the person next to you. Can can you maintain that? Like that, that's uh, one of the more fun parts of speedrunning is the the races. Uh, I think people always end up liking them. So we, we have a bunch of them in this. So you're actually someone that's done speedrunning yourself, and you said that you might be... Oh, in a, quite a bit, yeah. Is there a game that has kind of been your specialty? Yeah, um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night is my main game. Um, I have most of the Alucard records in that. Um, it's been pretty competitive, but yeah, the reason I say I might have a race is because the uh, Symphony of the Night run is a donation bid war between a Richter all-bosses race and an Alucard all-bosses race, and I'd only be racing the, the Alucard one. Gotcha. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's been my main game, but I also have the record for a um, handful of Castlevania games, and then I've also run Mega Man quite a bit. And so how, 
how does one decide on, you know, it seems like it's maybe similar to when someone decides to sort of main a character in a fighting game. Like, how did you decide that Symphony of the Night was, was your game over anything else? Yeah, I actually started with um, SMRPG. Uh, <laughs> quite a bit different. But um, I... Okay, so actually the... What ended up drawing me to Symphony of the Night was that um, there are a ton of ways to, to move in that game. Um, you can cancel backdashes. You can uh, do all sorts of, like, crazy stuff. I, I don't know if you played the game. Have oh, yeah. You? No, no, no. no. I, okay. Hey, I'm, okay, so. I'm a video gamer. I have uh, played Symphony of the Night. Great. Um, so, yeah, you know, you get a bunch of relics. You can do, like, the, the high jump with the gravity boots and all that. You uh, So you can do stuff like that and then turn into bat, and you can go at really weird angles. Like, there's just a lot of um, creative movement you can do in the game to get around the castle really fast. And uh, if you watch the run um, on Tuesday night, you'll, you'll get to see a lot of that displayed. There's also a ton of glitches in the game. That just happened to come about later. That was like two years after I started running the game was when it started getting super broken. But I stick with it um, mostly just because of all the, the crazy movement you can do and all the technical skill it takes. Could you even like estimate how many hours that you've sort of put into it at this point? <laughs> um, like to the nearest nth degree. Yeah, I don't know. Let's just say five thousand dollars. <laughs> That'd be a safe guess. Uh, I've been running it since like twenty ten. So, is there like a moment with these games, and maybe you know you experience this with other speedrunners you talk to or or that you mm-hmm. watch over the years, where you sort of realize, okay, like I'm done, or is it be as long as there is a community that is breaking records and finding new ways. Uh, to keep it competitive, that you kind of always have the itch to keep playing. Yeah, I mean, it varies from person to person, uh, but I, I do find that most games with really active communities, um, people certainly, once they start getting into those top tiers, never actually quit. They might take several extended breaks, but then they come back later. Like, um, you, you might... I've seen with uh, Cosmo playing Ocarina of Time. He used to be top level in that and then wanted to take a break from it, played Wind Waker for basically a year straight. And while OOT was still being broken, got cut down like a ton. And then he came back and took the record in that this year. So, it, uh, yeah, like I don't think um, for big games like that, people ever really quit i've never really seen someone fully quit unless they're just quitting speedrunning in general um for most games though like if they're most games don't have like a huge scene on them like mario 64 ocarina of time or Symphony of the night or anything like that super metroid uh those are all very special cases but most games probably have very small communities with like you know a couple people Less than five, probably. And um, there there does come a point for most of those where they usually those scenes will last like a year, and then people get like tired of it and say, this runs optimized enough. 
But sometimes those get revived too if someone else comes back to it later and finds new new strategies. So Summer Games Done Quick starts on June twenty second at was it uh, one p.m. Is that right? It's uh it'll be noon local time. That's Denver. Gotcha. Um, so it'll be eleven a.m. Pacific. And people can watch it was uh, somewhere on Twitch, I would imagine. Yes, uh, gamesdonequick.com actually is where you should go. Easiest thing to remember. Cool. Uh, that'll be where all the donation stuff is. But And there will be a Twitch chat embed on there. So if you have a Twitch account, then you're good. <laughs> awesome. Well, Andrew, I appreciate you taking a couple minutes of your time to chat with me about it. And good luck getting all the logistics together. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I am sure you have a million things that you need to get to. So I appreciate you taking a couple of minutes to chat with me before it all gets going.